listeners. Thanks for tuning in to All Things Boston. It is October 6th, Tuesday, 2020. We are on our way to my tattoo. I'm getting a, I'm finishing my sleeve. I'm actually going full tattoo send and getting a sleeve done. Um, it's going to look really cool. And I just love getting tats. It's something that you own for the rest of your life. And it's probably the best investment you can make in terms of like a material thing because you buy a cell phone, what, every four or five years? And then that gets obsolete. So you drop another thousand on another cell phone or whatever the hell it is. And you're just like throwing money away. Where a tattoo, you spend some money and you have this piece of artwork on you for the rest of your life. Now, I'm not the crude type to like judge anyone on tattoos. Um, and nor would I want to work for a company that wouldn't hire me for tattoos. So I'm not concerned about the judgmentalness because at the end of the day, it's 2020. I mean, there's even like priests with tattoos. I wouldn't say priests, but like reverends or whatever. Like, so I will say one thing though, it's, it hurts more than you think. Okay. And it's all about being like mindful while you're getting it done. Because if you go in there stoned or drunk or like just wincing every time the needle hits you, you're going to have a really bad day. Um, I got my stomach done two years ago and that was really painful and I didn't think the right way to do things. So I just, this time around, I'm going in there clear, uh, had my cup of tea. I am just like ready to go. My buddy's got an awesome shop in Lynn. His name is Black Stallion Tattoo. Dude's from Holland. He's the chillest guy ever. Really talented. You can check his Instagram at Black Stallion Tattoo. And I just wanted to, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I couldn't sleep last night. It was like Christmas Eve. And I'm just going to be sore for like the next week or, week or two. And that's usually when I don't work out and then I get fat. But whatever. It's worth it. It's just a cycle of life. So, you know, a bunch of things on the radar and a bunch of things you got to talk about. Um, football Sunday, another great weekend of games. I had my rant about the coronavirus. I am so proud of the NFL for actually playing that game last night. I will say that anyone else that's complaining, even on the Reddit group for the Patriots, like, how could they do this? They're so greedy. Fuck you. Stay in your mom's basement. Don't know what it's like to have a real life or just be a strong person. And I'm so proud of the NFL. And the good news is no one's tested positive except for Cam on that team. So it was all worth it. And things like this are going to happen. But like I said, we have to push through this. We have to keep going can't just go back in time like Joe Biden wants us to do. We have to move forward. And as much as everyone laughs at Trump and thinks he's an idiot for what he says about coronavirus and to not take it seriously, what he's trying to say is don't and like don't ruin your life over this virus. We are the vi- if a virus is a small thing. Your life is way more important. Don't let it make you depressed. Don't let it make you fe- you know have fear when you go out. If you get it, you're going to be okay for the most of the people out there. If you have really pre-existing conditions, stay in, order friggin' Grubhub. It's all good. But we need to be looking at this virus on the offensive now rather than the defensive. We've known a lot about this for seven months. It is what it is. Let's step on the gas and let's move forward. So I'm really, really proud of the NFL. I don't say that much. I was bashing it with the way it handled this whole protest stuff, but they gained a little brownie points with me over the weekend with the way that they they just pushed the game over a day. And if you're a football fan, what a great night for football because you had the early game at 7 with the Pats, and then you rolled into the uh, game at night that I didn't watch, but it was exciting. So 
I will say, though, I would rather prefer the Pats to play on like a Sunday day game. It's just way easier for me. I don't like Monday night games. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. And it pisses me off that I have to wait an extra day to watch a game. But we did what we did. And to talk on this game, you know, I get credit to Belichick for doing what even he did last night. You had Brian Hoyer, who once again proved that he's not a number number one quarterback, but kept everybody in the game. He made some stupid ass second string mistakes. Belichick pulled his ass. Stidham looked good. And then Edelman, who looked checked out on that play, gave up a, a pick six. So I'm more placing the blame on Hoyer and Edelman for giving away all those points. I think that the Pats could have won that game. I think that you know what we didn't show him what you know we didn't show the Chiefs what we are so if we do see them in the playoffs which which may happen the way that the league's going if the Bills keep winning it's going to be a problem so we might be a wild card team that's going to have to pay the Chiefs but it was a decent game I'm not going to walk away from this be pissed off you have you lost your best player on your team I would say Cam but Harry looked great Bird looked great um this new guy Harris running back he's going to be Decent. He can really, you know, he looks like he's a. Um, Trying to think of a, a. He looks like a, what Sony Michelle was and could be. So it's not like you know with Sony going on the injured reserve, it's not like you're losing uh, this power back. You got Harris now, who who's built like a shit sh- shit shop or whatever the hell you call it. So it is what it is. Um, I hate losing, but it it's not. What are you going to do? It's, it's out of your control. No one picked them to win this game, even with Cam. So you move on to next week. You play Denver, who's got a shitty defense. You play with a shitty quarterback. We're going to get that feel-good win there. You probably, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know if Cam's going to be able to come back next week. But, you know, it's, I think you start Stidham. I think Stidham wins that game for you. But it is what it is. And I will say that it's, Tony Romo is one of the best people that play that calls games. He's worth every dollar. I'd rather see Chris Collinsworth working at a market basket and Tony Romo, even Joe Buck can go fuck himself. I would rather have Tony Romo just like be the commentator of my life. Like the guy just like, he's been in the game like he, he recently too. So he knows the, even some of the players on the teams and he knows the coaches, he knows the schemes. He can predict plays. The guy's like a, uh, Nostradamus when it comes to like the next play and even last night when he was talking about how Stidham's just like you gotta be so nervous you can't breathe and it was just nice to hear that from a play call he's uh, from a commentator so I give him credit where that's due to and again I was hanging with my bro in Newport for the weekend and I didn't really get time to watch a lot of the Sunday games but like I said it doesn't matter I'm more Boston focused anyways and you just take what you take it was a good feel good loss again I will call that a good loss because yes did we get smoked by the end of the second half but it was an interesting game we kept ourselves in it and it's not like that game we played against the Giants when we were undefeated where we pulled every play out of our kitchen sink and then when we got to the play uh the Super Bowl they knew everything so we didn't really show them much so it's good it's all good with me and we just move over to Buffalo it's fine uh, my next conversation would be about playoff baseball. Very interesting things going on. You had the A's that were leading, and then all of a sudden, the Astros showed up. Altuve hit, bases loaded, uh, double, 
And then next thing you know, they're up seven to four and they won. The Astros are going to be a problem. I don't know if the Yankees really want to see them in the next round, if they can get through the race. But with all things said, without Verlander, without most of your, you know, old school pitching staff, you don't have Garrett Cole anymore either. You're still looking decent. There's still some playoff experienced players on that team. And as we know, as a Patriots fan with football, it's very, very important when you get to these pressure cooker games. So the Astros win again. We'll see how they do today. And that's the other crazy part about the coaching aspect of this playoff series. All the games are sh- like straight through. It's insane. You got, you know, you if you go to your bullpen in that game one, you're fucked for game two. So there was a lot of situations where you had Blake Snell on the mound last night who just gave up back-to-back home runs. And the coach didn't want to pull him because the minute you go into your relief, you're screwed. And then he threw in kind of like a guy that's not really their, you know, shut down guy. Like if they had the lead and they blew it even more. And then the game just opened up with a Giancarlo Stanton home run, which put the Yankees over the top. But that that series is going to get ugly. There's another bean ball that happened. Um, they're going to have some fights going on, I think. I don't know. It is playoff baseball, but these teams hate each other. And it's, it sucks as a Sox fan. Because, you're, you know, you're just looking on the way out like, oh, must be fucking nice. But at the same time, it is um, really good baseball to watch. I'm rooting for the A's. They got, a, they got a hard shot, but they're my favorite. I can't stand the Rays. They have no fan base. I can't obviously hate with a fucking passion the Yankees. And the Astros, I like them, but I hate them too. I love Altuve, but at the same time, that whole cheating scandal left a really bad taste in my mouth. They're fucking scumbags for that. But at the same time, I really like who they have on their team. Like Brantley, Correa, you know, um, Altuve. It's like, you know, all these guys are really talented. And you just, I, I, I hate to hate them, but you have to because what they did and they cheated. And that goes to the Red Sox. Like, don't bring Cora back. We don't want fucking Cora back. I don't care if he won us a World Series. He probably cheated himself. I want a fresh new team. I want a fresh new start. I want some good-ass pitching, and we'll get to what we need to get to. But why are we going back in time bringing Cora back? I will be pissed at the Red Sox if they do that. But knowing how John Henry is and Tom Werner, they love a little fucking, you know, left-wing little liberal who hates Trump that's going to, like, let them do what they want, and he's going to pat everyone on the ass, and then he'll be the one to blame if they lose. That's all they want. They don't want an actual coach. And it's funny because it seems like Aaron Boone's got more – balls in Cora does because he seems to be getting thrown out of games he seems to just question things and he's playing you know this may be his last year too so he's got a lot on his plate and I never said I never thought I would like wish I had a Red uh, Yankees coach on the Red Sox but it's just frustrating that the Red Sox hire these safe hires and who, who lines with their agenda who loves you know the Red Sox uh, loves like whatever the the Boston Globes wants to talk about, and it sucks. Like we're I wish I missed the days of like a Terry Francona who just said what he wanted, and they fired him because of it. You know he was a player's coach, but he won. He had the results, and you know I don't think we'll ever see that type of coach in in Boston again. We'll have it for the Patriots with Bill Belichick, but the Red Sox just go the safe route, which is what's going to happen is we're going to have safe baseball, and there's not going to be. I don't know. You need 
you need a real, you need someone tough. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe Kevin Cash, he might get fired after the season. I don't know. You know, former Red Sox player. He's won a World Series with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, I would love to see him on our team. They seem to get their friggin' glue to beat us. So it is what it is. Um, and then the next topic is um, the vice presidential debate. Which, you know, notoriously really doesn't have anything to play with. But given the absolute trash bag of the media and the social media and all that shit, there's going to be BuzzFeed clips that are going to try to come out of this. And there's going to be all this shit. And what you're really going to be interested to see is what Harris has to say. Harris is way more left-wing than Biden. And guess what? If Joe gives away his power to Harris, which he said before that he would be a one-term president... This will be your president. So you need to watch that debate if you're an undecided voter and to see if Harris is someone you want to line up with. I'm not pro-Harris. I think she's a hypocrite. I think she's locked up more African-Americans in her lifetime than any candidate on that stage. She was the LA DA who would rescue, was arresting people for a fucking gram of weed. She's a hypocrite, bullshitter. And I'm, you know, as much as Pence can give you that weird, like, crazy conservative religious vibe he's not harris he's not a bullshitter he's never bullshit in his life the only problem is he lined up with trump who they're, they're just the total opposite but that helps trump because it helps get those southern christians to vote for him so it was a well-played attempt by djt but i'm interested to see how that goes i'm worried about pence because you got someone who's a lawyer in the ring with a guy like pence who can be very timid and with the Roe vs. Wade stuff, then you have a woman saying, don't tell me what to do with my rights, and I know that's going to come up, and then you got the moderators who are all, like, CBS News, NBC, you're screwed, so it doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good right now for Trump, I'm going to be 100% honest, Um, the way that he's, um, you know, as I'm driving by the uh, Medford uh, on-ramp, there's Trump, um, and beeping. (laughs) <laughs> so you should see my allegiance, but um, it doesn't look, and the balls of people in Massachusetts even have that spirit. It's like, if, you know, I know Reagan won the state in the 80s, but I mean, it would be a huge upset if Trump actually won Massachusetts. I would be like shocked, but it doesn't look good for Trump. So, cause Trump looked like an asshole on the debate and then that rolled into him getting COVID. There's snippets of him saying, no one's got COVID yet. He might have had COVID at the debate. So that doesn't look good. And then I wake up on Reddit and it's him breathing like super, super weak. And it's just not good. And he's not campaigning. He got Biden on the campaign trail. who's like spreading his uh, propaganda to everybody. And it just doesn't look good for him. I, I hope he can get a nice little like surge going. I understand that he just, I guarantee he just forced his way out of, out of the hospital just to get home, which isn't good either. And then you have, um, but then again, I don't trust the polls. If you looked at the polls four years ago, and I wish you could bring that up, you had Hillary Clinton winning by like 20 points right now. So I, I just, it's, I have such trust, trust issues now with just the media. And rightfully so. I don't know, um, you know, what to believe. I was shocked when Trump won that night. I called my buddy Dom and I was like, Dom, can you believe it? I sound like uh, Joe Castiglione. Can you believe it? Yeah, but I don't know what to think about what's going to happen. If, if all historically goes correctly, then Trump will win because the, the polls are bullshit. 
but we'll see. It just doesn't help his cause that he's, you know, doing a PR move while infected with his Secret Service agents. I don't know, man. It's like, it's a wild ride with this guy. I, 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 the books that are going to be written about this on the AIDS perspective, even Trump's perspective, even Melania's perspective, it, it's got to be like a, this is Spinal Tap or a, you know, it's got to feel so crazy to be part of this campaign and this administration and the way the roller coaster goes. But what do you want? I mean, I'm deathly afraid of the left. I'm deathly afraid of the policies that they want. I'm deathly afraid of the taxes they want to raise. It's going to hurt people. Yes, they like to spread the word that if you make more than 400K, you're the one getting taxed. But those people making 400K own businesses. So if they keep getting taxed, they hire less employees. If they, get, if they hire less employees or they move to another state, you're screwed. For a state like Massachusetts, where your rent is crazy, they're going to move to South Carolina and open a business. And there goes all those jobs in Mass. So we just can't, I don't know, it's, it's nuts and it is what it is. And I welcome anyone to come on my show and talk about politics. I'd love a left side of all these things and make me a believer because right now I am deathly afraid of this shit. So that's about it. I hope everyone has a good week. I'm going to be in some extreme pain for about three hours today, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to look freaking awesome, and we will talk soon. I hope everyone stays safe. You know, wear a mask, you know, between bites when you're at the restaurant. I'll talk to you guys soon.